Welcome to uh, San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry Austin. Joining me tonight, uh, my best friend and, and fan favorite, uh, Rafa. How are you? Good here, live from Buda, Texas, here in my hotel room. <laughs> You're like the Kaler of the, of the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, we're, you know, we're gonna have to put up a where where is Rafa? You know, in yeah. Texas. Although you may have to do one t- one show kind of in your car and and that way we can have the ultimate Kaler experience. Yeah. Real humid. <laughs> it's so hot out here. It's so, uh, I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. It's so hot out here. It's so humid. So next time if I'm, if I'm in Lockhart, I'll do it live at Black's Barbecue or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Matt, how are you? Great, sir. How's the arms this week? I know last week you're kind of whining a little bit. I'm just gonna say it. You're whining a little bit. I, 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 I'll a admit, little I, bit. I'll admit, I was whining, was sore, but nah, we're good. We're good this week. I didn't get hit by anyone, so we're great. Right, well, hopefully you got one more, uh, one more, uh, one more strong uh, weekend for you, um, Robert. Uh, your Vikings aren't as good as my Broncos, but you know, hey, your records all right. We are better than your Broncos. We are not. We are above and beyond, head and shoulders. No, I'm good. I'm golden. Let's go, Royce. Um, no baseball, or actually, I think the last time we talked, uh, the Astros uh, won. So I know you're a super fan about that, being a Cardinals fan. So, um, any any final uh, comments that you have on the baseball season? Robert sounded real confident for a guy that has Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. Um, <laughs> he can win a few games, at least seven. As long um, as it's not prime time. You know, Let's you know not what? talk about that. <laughs> New Major League Baseball season starts and well, spring training's in two, three, three months, four months. Spring training in four months. So let's go. New season. I'm excited for it. Uh, but we have a... Um, a lot more important business to take care of right now. We do, which, uh, you know, this gentleman goes by the name of uh, Handsome John H. on, on uh, Twitter uh, from the great state of Kentucky, or I believe he's from the great state of Kentucky there in Louisville I am. Uh, for that here. Um, John, how are you? Welcome. I know you are uh, the host of uh, 24-Hour Purple People. Not to confuse you, Robert, there are other teams that are purple. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we're we're mutual uh, friendly with the Vikings or any other purple team. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Harry and the guys. Nice to meet all you guys out there, and uh, uh, looking forward to talking some uh, USL Championship soccer with you. Um, very excited about this weekend. 
So I will say I listened to your last show, and I'm just going to throw this out here. Um, for me, number one, I'm happy it's here in San Antonio. But I think for Louisville City fans, they should also be happy that it's here in San Antonio because looking at the weather there, mid-30 degrees, yes. I'm, just, I'm just saying. <clears throat> no, yeah, thank that, you. There, yeah, there was a, a bunch of people that got online and said uh, – because in our stadium we have a, you know – pretty good size screen there and everybody was going hey let's have a giant watch party and then uh, the team actually tweeted like uh have you seen the forecast if you're going to set still in 30 degree of course i'm sure if it happened a lot of people wouldn't be standing still we'd probably still have capos who knows but um but yeah i don't i don't think 30 degree weather is uh, very good for that so yeah so to initially get started here, uh, we're going to, you know, go over the San Antonio-Colorado spring match. Um, Colorado St Springs wanted to still stay in the news with uh, talking about the state of the referees. So we'll, we'll also talk about the state of the referees. Uh, then we'll uh, talk about the playoffs at this time and we'll bring John back in. You know, he'll probably hang out with us. And if he wants to make a comment, he can make a comment. We'll talk about the USL awards uh, that... Uh, Kind of a mixed bag for San Antonio uh, for that here. Uh, and then we'll preview uh, Loose City. And then um, um, I couldn't find the the, the, the Mexico roster, um, Rafa and, and Matt, because I know you guys are scared, you know, to, to release it. So we'll just discuss uh, the uh, U.S. men's national team quickly. Uh, just to give a heads up, next Friday night, um, we're going to be doing a special show with Pro SAFC at Smoke. Um, downtown, I forget the exact address. It's going to be with the Crocketeers. Uh, it's going to start 637-ish uh, around there. Still trying to formulate, um, depending on what happens this week, um, we might try to see if we can have it, you know, somebody from SAFC out there, you know, initially just to kind of talk about, because that would be right after there. Now, um, if the players have already left, you know, through there. So that's still to be uh, you know, to be determined, but it is something that I'm excited to get together with, uh, uh, with pro SA, SAFC and, uh, SA soccer round table to discuss the world cup. Go ahead, Royce. You're on mute, Royce. Attaboy. The address is five zero one East Crockett, uh, for sky, um, smoke, sky bar. And, um, yeah. And uh, definitely looking forward to to meeting up with uh, Shattuck and Clayton, and um, and those two with Budo SAFC and chatting some uh, World Cup soccer. And then I've been Pretty told exciting. at eight o'clock karaoke starts. So uh... <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. We're, we're gonna nice. get run. We're gonna get the hook. We're gonna get the hook. <laughs> we're gonna get the like group D and whoop. So. Yeah, and nobody wants to hear me sing, so uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. But uh, hopefully, if you are able to come out, uh, depending on what the weather is, I know it's something that it'll be our first in person, so it might be a little choppy. You know, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, but the Crocteers, James was wanting to put it together and reached out to both uh, us and, and Pearl to see about putting it together. And of course, both of us were like, you know, hell yeah, to do that. So let's get started here. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Starting lineup uh, uh, came out Jordan Farr, Garcia, Camiri, Tanner, Manley, Maloney, Delim, Dylan, Gomez, Patino, Adinaran on the bench, McCullough, uh, Pirano, Collier, uh, Nacho. Uh, Saeed Abdul Salam, Larrera, and Jacqueline. 
Um, we'll start with you, uh, Rafa, here. Um, your thoughts on the alliance that came out? We knew PC was out. There had been rumors, uh, you know, from uh, Pro SAFC that Abu was going to be out, uh, po- you know, possibly for the playoffs as well. But we'll see on that one there. We know PC is out for the playoffs. Uh, your thoughts on Delim and um, Maloney uh, moving into the middle? Rafa? Uh, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, what else we can do with those two injuries? You know, so naturally, like I said, Maloney was going to, like I said, going to be in that position. Delem played a great game the last game against Oakland. Um, so kind of the lineup we kind of ended last week against Pittsburgh, you know, against Oakland was which were you going to see. I did get some info about Nick Hernandez. He is out hurt, hurt. So that's why he hasn't been on the roster the last two weeks. Oh, so that's so okay. which that makes so sense. I did I did compare that did get a, a source told me that he he's out. So and you know like I said he would have been a more than likely if he wasn't out he would have probably started. So, but this was this was probably our best lineup going into this game and you know had some far you know the surprise was having Dylan there. You know maybe everyone was expecting Pirano, but. Mm-hmm. I think this was going to be a physical game, and I guess that's why they brought him in, gave that physical presence, you know, to start start things off. Robert or Royce, whoever wants to jump in next. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty much what I called. Um, once again, surprising. We know against Oakland Roots, uh, Pirano started. Um, but at the same time, um, this is something that we discussed in the preview uh, for the Colorado Springs match that um, their center backs are super, you know, they're super sketchy. Um, they have a lot of, and we saw that in the Sacramento match where um, even Roro got behind them and beat their offside trap because they're completely unorganized. So why wouldn't you multiply that by three? Um, Pirano would connect the midfield to the Fords. You don't really need that. You're going to knock it. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to not get for She just bought me this jersey. Good Lord. That's nice. my <laughs> wife. Um, <laughs> completely derailed. Good yeah, Lord. Yeah, I always anyway. got to love it when the wife pipes. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> we, we know what they're going to do. They're going to have the they're gonna have the double pivot midfield. They're going to hoof it uh, up top to the three forwards, and the three forwards are going to do magic things, as they always do um, in this particular match. And it was very interesting to see. What we've seen Pirano do is he'll push the offense. He will connect and he'll push. What Dylan does is he drops back and he defends and he presses a lot. And the same thing with the dinner. And, and that's what you see in uh, out of possession. Sam and JD will be back and they'll be pressing uh, and they'll be the midfielders. And then in possession, they'll go forward and they'll be those strikers. So they're both kind of in a hybrid role. Um, and you saw how effective it was in this match where we scored our goal before Colorado Springs even had their first shot. And that first shot, not even on goal. Um, and I think they had two shots on goal the entire match. Yeah. Um, and they only mustered five shots. It spread around five shots the entire match. Like that was a domination. Um, and the biggest reason is because of the hard work of JD and the hard work of, uh, of, of Sam for sure. And as far as the midfield goes, it really, it really does suck not having your, your first choice midfield period with Mo out and with PC out. That is your first choice. That is who got us here. Those are horses. 
and for Delim and Maloney to fill in those spots as well as they have, it's been unbelievable. Um, and this is one of those things where, you know, uh, you got lucky in the beginning of the season with, once again, one of the reasons why Alamarcina deserved to win Coach of the Year. He did not have the same lineup play except for two matches the entire season. Other than that, all different lineups through injury, through just so players not being available. Um, and that we're kind of seeing the result of that because Delim has played at in that uh, Moabu role quite a bit. And Maloney has played quite a bit in that PC role. And they're comfortable in that and they trust each other. And we're just seeing the benefits of that. And they've and, uh, they've looked great. And um, the biggest concern, uh, I guess we'll go over it later, but as far as this formation is, it, it surprised me a little bit. But at the same time, it's exactly what it needed to be. Robert? I mean, the biggest thing is, like, the exciting thing is that they brought in depth for this reason. Like, in the event there's some unforeseen injury, and the limbs filled in, like, amazingly and like when you circle that triangle between dylan maloney and Delim, work rate out off the charts they're the guys that are like doing the dirty work doing the things that like maintaining possession passes there's just little things that you just may or may not show up in the stat sheet but they those guys put in the work and they inspire other people to just do that much more so to me i mean this lineup was not a shock and ultimately it came down to stymieing like Colorado it's a situation where like we're trying to take advantage of their smaller like center backs and by putting in people that are like you know have some presence have some physicality so to me I mean at the end of the day those 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 things led to like you know what we did and how we ended up Matt your thoughts I, I was very impressed re-watching the game and seeing how how Dylan how Dylan the limit um uh, Maloney just conquered the mid. I, I, that's how. I mean, I could be wrong, but I I think they conquered that uh, that midfield, sweeping up uh, all the the chances they had. So I was very proud of that lineup. I mean, I'm I think they they did very well. So moving on to uh, uh, moving on to the game here, um, and this is courtesy. On, on YouTube, USL Championship, uh, ESPN Plus, of course, here. Um, uh, this is the highlights of the game here. And Pars fired up, so is this sold-out crowd tonight. That's where the field, Sam Adenaran has up, Spurs the ball at his feet. And for the first time in their history, San Antonio FC hosts the Western Conference Final. And what a crowd. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say oh, what a crowd outstanding. The atmosphere was unbelievable. For sure. Pressure building here in San Antonio FC will win an opportunity, but it's turned one. Was there anything else that you, was there a different option that Sam could have done a little bit better? He could have held it up, but at the same time, the keeper was way off his line and it, he tried to go far post. He just mishit it. Um, obviously, JD's making that run, but he's kind of covered a little bit. And Maloney's right there. If he would have just been a little patient, Maloney is wide open right there. But at the same time, keeper's not set. Center backs aren't he's set. Trying, he has yeah, no he's pressure to, on him. He's trying to, keep him him catch him off guard, yeah. He's trying to catch yeah. him off guard. And, and that far post is a left-footed shot. Uh, anytime Sam Adenarin can get a left-footed shot off, I'm for it. Uh, <laughs> we're probably going to have a good time. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. We'll win an opportunity, but it's turned wide by Sam Adenarin on the edge of the box. This match has already featured fireworks in the early goings. Connor Maloney 
Yes, it did. Oh, what a turn. What a turn. Carter Manley, edge of the box, trying to play it in, and it's defended out there by Tristan Hodge. Very different from what they've shown in the playoffs so far. Shannon Gomez slips past Mark. What a pass. This combo, this combo is unbelievable. Gomez was on fire this game. Gomez cuts the inside. Gomez is running Yeah, running up the back. Gomez is one of my highlights for sure. For sure. Jasser Kamiri. Okay, pause it real quick. Pause it real quick. We have to pause it. This is the important. There are two things that have happened between that last highlight. No, pause it. Just leave it. There are two two very important things that happened between the last highlight and this highlight. The uh, upcoming here is the first goal. The number one thing is Galena with the high boot to Tainer's face, only getting a yellow. Sure, it's an orange. I get it. The second one was Galena going in super late and giving a, sh- a shoulder shiver to far after the ball had gone uh, to protect goal- t- goalkeepers, typically a yellow. So that's possibly three yellows right there for Galena, and he's still on the field only with one yellow. This is the play that ensues immediately after the foul on Jordan Farr. Jordan Farr kicks a goal kick and continue. This is a continuation of that goal kick. And former host, uh, Jose, uh, this team plays for one another. Haven't seen that before in an SAFC team. I don't think we've seen the connectivity like they have. Yeah. Uh, 2017 was was probably the closest uh, that, I, that I think that we and, and see, and I disagree with that. I think the closest that I've ever seen a team was 2021, was last season. Um, even 2020. And I think that's the culture that Alan Marcina has really brought in. Yeah. Um, but la- but last year was the I think this is the foundation of it, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. this year was the we added the right pieces that were missing from that OC game, and it, and then also what we learned from last year is if we don't have a deep bench, we're not going to yeah. go far, and especially with this team getting in a lot of injuries because we did get injuries last year. Oh yeah, I think that's that was the whole whole plan out starting this season and. And it, and and like I said, this team's on a, now is on a mission. The chemistry is there. And the, the biggest thing that we have hampered on the biggest theme is they brought so many players back from last season, and it's the first time they've really done that, where they kept a spine of a team together. Like the core. This is a result. Yeah. They There's kept the core together, and they brought this back players that late had bought into the system. They brought in Nacho, like Parano, so players that have yeah. bought into the system previously, and yeah. And, and it's no secret here, and, and this is a compliment to John's team here. Lou City's been in the yeah. Eastern Conference Finals for every year they've been in USL. Yeah. Tampa and Lou City's played in the last four, I think it's last four, if memory serves me correct, Eastern Conference Finals. It's because they have that core, and more yeah. importantly, they have that depth. And I think that's it. Phoenix Rising is the probably the closest team out west that had that, and this year the they got rid of it. They got I mean, rid shit. of it, and we saw what happened. Cameron Lancaster is still a loose city player. Like, what are we talking about with like cores? Like, it's it's awesome. It's back like when the Scorpions had Rafa Castillo the entire mm-hmm. time, and then continuing with SAFC. Like, that's and Gibson. this is what we've been hampering on. <laughs> yeah, Gibson. This is what we've been hampering on. Like, keep the core together and keep that culture going. Continue with this because I want to watch this play uh, without uh, speaking. Patino settles, tries to turn, and it's blocked back to the outside as Cam Lindley directs back out. Manley will put it out wide. Patino into the box. 
Maloney with a nice speed and puts it in! Kyle Maloney! He puts SAFC on the board 23 minutes. His first professional goal <laughs> of his career. Well, no, Austin FC scored. Didn't he? What a no, he scored against Peter Kicker. And it was open. That count. It was open cup exactly because that's there's kind a lot of twelve year olds and stuff on that's an field. amateur team. Right <laughs> that's correct. That doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, their goal, their goalkeeper was half my age and chubby. Than I was, so, yeah. <laughs> he was like four foot ten out of good. Yeah, day on a box. And and everybody all year has been saying Connor's. Do kid just catching yes, strays. Week after week, we were literally like yeah. begging for it. Him and Abu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jose uh, Manley channeled his inner uh, Ronaldino with that pass to Patino. Yeah, it's kind of a Ravella oh, pass. <laughs> and, but that, that shot of... was not. Yeah, that shot was not a strong shot, but he just placed it right. It was yes. placed right. And and Maloney throughout college, he went to uh, to Penn State. And he was a striker with Penn State, and was you see like some of the Yeah, what I liked about it is you, and this is what I love about San Antonio FC this year, is you could see Patino went out and he went to the spot that Patino should have been in if 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 he would have been yeah. in there. So he knew exactly. If you rewatch the run, he knew exactly where to go um, for that here, which to me sets up that play, you know, for him to be able to you know convert pulling defenders. Pull in defenders. That's it. And it gave all the space in the world for Maloney. Former San Antonio FC player Cameron Lindley here. Much respect, Cam. Okay, pause real quick. Pause real quick. San Antonio FC dominated this match so much that that's a highlight for Colorado Springs. <laughs> A shot off frame. Failed to score before half time. Unbelievable. We'll feel good about generating something. Here's probably the their best chance on goal right here. A flick on and a weak header. Lands harmlessly here to Jordan Farr. Unbelievable performance by the defense. Passing that perfect service into the box and it's just nowhere to be found. In the meantime, it's Sam Denner in the other way. He bullies over. Michael Edwards able to get it back and give it a go as Carlo gets Galena was on Revis Island when Darrell Revis was in his prime. I'm telling you. Did nothing. So the reason why this play is important, and I know it says goalkeeper saved by far, but watch Camarion. This will be my concern here. Yeah. This is where he rolls his ankle right. He steps on he stepped, he stepped on the back of his leg. Yeah. And Kamiri was cart uh, was stretchered off, and he was uh, in a boot and crutch. Yeah, he was and had a crutch after the match. Play like that. I mean, Once again, the the and we'll talk about his his possible loss if if that's going to be the case. Huge. That's huge. Mm. Good touch. Pirano with his left. And yeah, a great just... save by Caldwell. And he'll keep it in front of him. 
then when, get all the Vin When Pirano came into late. the game, Overlap he really opened up on the opened it up. He's down. Foster picks it up, drives it into the box through, and it'll cut out. And there's the so, yeah. So here's the so we'll have to talk about this because this is Colorado's saying that this is a, a PK here. Right. Maybe. Yeah. See the ref. Ref's looking directly. The ref is looking right at him. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but like you're fishing maybe. at that point. You showed nothing. From that, I think he more steps back than it being slide into him. I mean, yeah, it's they're fishing like literally. If they're not showing any type of promise. Brought down by Wheeler. And who knows where they got ten minutes from? I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right about like in curious. the stadium they needed Mary, like how many how many how much time is extra? Like literally we were sitting there like dude are we going into overtime? I felt like, I was, like 15 oh, minutes. It said plus <laughs> it said plus ten. It said plus ten on the board, and so I had plus ten on on my phone, but mm -hmm. obviously in the bunker, you're probably you're A not gonna see that and B you're not gonna hear it. So Yeah, we, we didn't know. No, I just I got so loud. I got yeah. insanely loud. He, he doesn't play all year, but the playoffs? He just shows up in the playoffs every year. That's I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. He's there when you need him. I'm not going to complain. Come on, give him a second. What, what can you say about, about Patino? Coach is gone. Patino is like the Reggie Jackson of USL playoffs. Mr. October. About the, well, Mr. November. Well, he, now I guess he's a Derek Jeter of USL. He's Mr. November now. So What I found funny is like Kerr and uh, Watts are talking about it on their show. They're like, oh, well, we don't know how to rate him because he doesn't play – but dude, he can score in the playoffs. <laughs> we're like, no, we're not sure what to think of him. It's like, dude, imagine if he played all year. <laughs> See, and that's a that's a big reason for SAFC's investment and uh into Santi is that they they know his potential. They know he can score goals and gobs. He just has to stay healthy. But that's and probably what keeps him from playing in MLS wood, right now. Real loud on the microphone. That's my bad. Um, sorry, everybody that has a um, <laughs> subwoofer. Oops, <laughs> trying to knock on wood. Um, no, but um. That's why he's worth the investment in, in the rehab because he he will score those goals and whenever he does manage to stay healthy, like I said, knock on wood, he does stay healthy. He's going to score. All right, so let's touch base on this real quick. And John, if you want to comment on this, because uh, I'm pretty sure everybody in USL kind of laughed at this, but uh... <laughs> Ford Madison did. Ford, 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 Ford Madison, a couple other pieces. So I think it was yesterday, right? Tuesday. Yeah, so mm -hmm. yesterday. So uh, the switchbacks uh, decided to send out uh, this lovely tweet. We would like to apologize, not just to our fans, but fans of the USL championship for the state of the referees Sunday night. The performance was at best subpar on both sides of the ball. We hope to continue to push the uh, conversation forward and work with the league to try to improve the quality for everyone and then they had push for VAR. You know, they did tag pro referees in it. USL Championship. So kudos to them. Uh, 
for the, those that follow lower league soccer, uh, this feels very Michigan Stars-ish when they played the um, uh, Chattanooga FC last year, and there were some rough calls in that game. The, I think Chattanooga actually – or not Chattanooga. Michigan actually forfeited Michigan. a game because of they were upset so much about the uh, referee action. So, thankfully, uh, the switchbacks don't have another game to play to see if they would go that far. But it was very Stars-like uh, for that year. So, John, since you're the guest, uh, I know you are rooting uh, like most Louisville City fans uh, for uh, the game here. But, you know, Lou City is a respectable organization, uh, we'll say. Um your thoughts on Blue City their problems? Right? <laughs> I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, He's wow, the guest wow, here. Wow. We'll, we'll, yeah, get to, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, well, respect, respectful is a strong word. <laughs> I was trying to think of a proper term, and I was like, "Well, I'll play it safe and nice." <laughs> I appreciate the thought, Harry. At least, so. um, yeah. <sighs> I was I was kind of surprised to see that because this organization, the Switchbacks, have, you know, they've they've got a, a good thing going there in Colorado Springs. We actually went out to a match last season out there. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a friend that lives in Denver, and uh, uh, lined it up with the Lou City match, and uh, you know, very welcoming fan base, beautiful stadium. I mm -hmm. still don't know what that giant silver ball thing is. I'm trying to figure that out. That's outside of that stadium. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it's, uh, it's their uh, drop a comment box. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have plenty of them after that tweet. I'm afraid. <laughs> Correct. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem a little on the uh, sour grapes end of things. Um, I think we can all all agree that there has been some inconsistent refereeing, probably for you guys. I know there has been for us as well, and people have said that. Referees have showed bias uh, to us in some matches and things like that. I'll just say the offside call against Pittsburgh. I'm just, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, a couple of people mentioned this on Twitter as well. A lot of these refs are, uh, yes, I guess what you call rookie referees, young very referees, young yeah. refs. That and it, it's it's hard to find referees these days. I mean, they're not like a dime a dozen. So I think there's a, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said for this whole thing, but. I mean, might have been a few calls there that could have been a little go either way, but still, eh, it's a little uh, in the heat of the moment type tweet, but very professionally done. It wasn't just on the on the tweet; it was an actual graphic, so that took some time to uh, <laughs> form. So, Rafa, uh, and I know Royce is going to go into the impact this has on referee pool and and developing referees that type of stuff here your thoughts if you want to kind of lead royce into that direction or robert into that direction however you want to do it well well pro ref did did, did a tweet back at him and say hey you know here's a link here you want to you want to you want better officiating go sign up for the course <laughs> we need more refs I mean, I mean, there is a referee shortage. Even like I said, when we cover high school, there's a high school mm -hmm. referee shortage. Too. Well, at the so club level here, we played with two club referees too, yep. because there wasn't enough referees up in Dripping Springs. So, I mean, their comment is just, like I said, just a bunch of whiners and crybabies, you know. Just take the loss, you know. I mean, it had, you know, we, we would have probably, you know, taken the loss and, uh, hey, that's just part of the game, you know. The referees are not going to catch everything yet. I mean, even even VAR still messes up too. You know, they've robbed a couple of games for <laughs> some for my teams, but it's just the way, it's just the nature of the game. So, uh, but 
like I said, they just put themselves in a bad spotlight. It kind of it's embarrassing for their club to act that way, you know. But to so. me, the the handball that they're talking about, I don't think it's an actual handball by the letter of the rules because nah. his arm wasn't no, up. That was arm was unnatural. Yeah, that uh, was an unnatural uh, position because it was a slide tackle. So according to IFAB, that's not you've seen that happen in the last couple of years in the Premier League, and that's that's never a, a penalty. The one that they're complaining about, the the obviously they have that on video, and it's like, mm, not, well, first of all, mm, not a penalty, so sure. Uh, and then they conveniently cut out the part where the guy uh, cup checks. Um, it was Edwards. Perano. The guy got slapped by yeah. Perano. No, he, he yeah. cup checked well, Perano. He, he cup checked <laughs> Perano. Like he yeah. grabbed his boys, and Perano yeah. had a bit of a reaction to that. And that's why I think the ref was like, okay, you both kind of screwed up. Let's. But, it's a final, or it's a conference final. I get it. But, and then the other one was uh, could be, maybe not, maybe so. Um, Penalty against uh, Garcia going down, but at the same time, Garcia wins the ball, and that's kind of why the ref was like, "Oh, he he won the ball." So if he if he doesn't touch the ball, then sure. My thing is, if they had eight players, would they have that cross? Because it's like there's a lot of factors that led to it prior. Yeah, if they're down to nine, down to eight. I mean, Galena should have been. Does that that even exist? You know, Galena should have been gone in the 21st minute. No, for sure, he should have. I mean, that was his basically his third yellow in the 21st minute. So they shouldn't even had Galena and. Then it would have been Hodge is the other one. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been, been. Yeah, they, they didn't complain about the one with the other game against our RGV. That yeah, that Rodney. was the, yeah, that was the know. point that I brought up. Got Tyler Derrick. Yeah. That was the point that's, that I brought that's, up. That's, was, that's yeah. a straight red. That's straight red. That's a straight yeah. red anywhere. But also, the, all the screens that they kept on putting up against right. other players, it just, it just where where our calls for for that. You had you had but what Colorado players initially standing in front, like. To have uh, the SAFC players run through them, so I'm like, "Where's that call?" If it's about well, reform, what, that's the thing. If what it, it comes down to, what it comes down to is it's dangerous because it really brings possible violence and and more scrutiny on refs who are a population who don't need that. Like, it's a tough job already. It's not an easy job, and we get it. Uh, people screw up. I mean, FCSC a couple years ago against uh, New Mexico United went out and we know it was bad, but at the same time, SAFC should have scored. Like you can't just put it up yeah. in the, in the, and you can't have one poor call by a referee cost you a match. You, you have to yeah. take, take advantage. Yes. And from playing baseball, that's a big thing. You can't let the umpire, if you're on a three, two pitch and it's close, you can't take that. Yeah. You can't take that because the umpires, a, they're only human B if it's close. Hey, if it's close, they're going to call you out. You need to put without a shadow of a doubt, and you need to go. You know, you need to you need to win that, and you don't want to strike out looking when it's a big play and it's three two and it's close. Protect I mean, the play. We, admit, we had a game this year where deliberately didn't call anything for us. I mean, yeah, we were all pissed off, but nobody nobody tweeted on anything towards the refs. right, especially yeah, the club. Like, yeah, fans, yeah. sure. Like, the I'll club. do it. Every, I'll do it during the game, but after the game, I don't. I, Right. Yeah. I, I think I think Colorado should take some of my coaching advice. It's like, you know, don't let don't let the refs win the games. Go out and right. score the other team. That's what right. you need to do. So. With Colorado, they haven't beat us in 2016. They scored haven't scored since 2019. Was it all the refs? Dude, you gotta like you gotta like yeah. let your play like there's a lot of stats. It's, that was not the game, you know? It, yeah. yeah. 
And Jose, I think, has the best uh, thing here to wrap this up. You need to be better than the worst referee. So Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Fair enough. And, I mean, even even on our level, I mean, we just went through all the levels. Uh, my, my, my kid plays CYO soccer. Uh, I had a ref a couple games this season because we didn't have refs and for you know five year olds. I mean, it's there is a ref shortage. The last thing we need to do is that. Like, we need more refs to be in the game. Like, what what are we talking yeah. about? Like, yeah. just bad, just bad all around. It's a bad look. Anyway, we don't need to put any more. Oh, what's up, Rafa? Uh, we don't need to put any more. Um, <laughs> we don't need to pay that any more mind. Let's get past it. Um, as everybody should. Kind of get past it, especially Colorado Springs. Yeah, so let's move out. on. And dude, uh, I get cut. Out. I get board. cut out. I'm behind the freaking flag, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Rafa's the man. Uh, His flag is legendary. <laughs> I love you, Rafa, man. But that should have been my shot. <laughs> You're all salty. I should, I should, be, should, I should be in color. I, I should be in color too. There. You should <laughs> tweet it out. Bro. Harry, tweet it out. Now's your time. Like you're sorry, but you should have been you. <laughs> uh, so goalkeeper of the year. Um, I know uh, John had you know was probably the second with Morton from uh, Louisville. Um, who saved, I think, 50-some saves, uh, did win the uh, Golden Gloves uh, for that here. I don't know if he really would, you know, has much of a gripe with Jordan Farr with what he would have set the record if it wouldn't have been uh, coming out the 75th minute for uh, Matt Cardoni's last match of, of clean sheets. And I know that's a, to me, it's a team award on that. But uh, Jordan Farr, goalkeeper of the year, any, you think it's even close? It's a close. I mean, he is the most consistent goalkeeper. I mean, he didn't make bonehead mistakes, you know. But you know, like I said, he's going to give credit to his defense because the defense, you know, the de- defense wins championships, you know. But he did make some incredible saves this year. And I mean, the st- look at the clean sheets he did. Well, That's I think when, enough enough said. In December, when we do the the silly you know uh, save of the year voting. I think he's going to have one side of the bracket pretty much all to himself uh, for, I think he went at what, four or five, six times, uh, you know, throughout the season for, you know, for uh, save of the week. Um, defense, um, Mitchell Tanner, uh, to me, should have been a candidate for MVP, but MVP is more offensive player of the year. Uh, the King. El Rey. Um, El Rey. El Rey. There, there, there's some quality defenders in this league, but I think if you look at the production that he had defensively, but if you also add in what he contributes offensively in the leadership, um, I have a hard time believing that there, there was another def- you know defender out there this this year um, that had the year that Mitchell had. Agreed. Um, coach of the year, um, we did not win. Uh, I went to the Memphis coach uh, for that here. Uh, there's three coaches that were named, uh, you know, Arlen Marcina from San Antonio, uh, Perriman from Memphis 901, and the Detroit, Detroit City coach, uh, his name's uh, blanking out on me right that, now here. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he's, he's a quali- he did a hell of a job. Uh, Trevor James. Trevor James did a hell of a job. Is, is To me, is uh, building a resume kind of like uh, Bob Lilly up in Pittsburgh as as being that being able to – work miracles with a limited roster and, and get quality things there up in Detroit. So 
John, I was listening to your show. Uh, you guys were a little bit uh, concerned that uh, Cruz wasn't mentioned here. Uh, you want to, you know, throw uh, you know throw your claim in for uh, the Louisville coach? Yeah, I mean, I think we thought Danny might be in the the running, at least maybe in the top three. Um, first full season as head coach, Lou City. Uh, we've had numerous injuries, which we'll I'll kind of touch uh, touch on here briefly, but I mean it's been not an easy go. A lot of people said, you know, there's an expectation for winning with Louisville city, but we don't take that for granted either. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, yeah, we've had a lot of success, but every season's a new season. New season. Every, every game's a new fight and a new, a new way to win or a new way to lose. And you, and you've got to have good coaching to do that. So we thought Danny might be in the run, but, um, uh, you know, well-deserved. Uh, Memphis had a, a great season kind of out of nowhere. I think a lot of people before the season didn't really look for Memphis to be all that strong, better. I'll improved, raise my hand. Maybe that. But. <laughs> I did not think Memphis was going to – I thought they lost too much talent. Uh, I, won't, right. I won't, won't won't lie to you. I picked them to be more towards the bottom of the East. My only complaint about the, the East is that the bottom was so so bad. The basement of the East is the basement of the entire league. (laughs) Yeah. No offense. (laughs) No, none taken. (laughs) So, but that, 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 that was my only thing, uh, was what was with their, um, to me, I I know Colorado Springs was upset. Brendan Burke didn't get uh, nominated. Um, I know Louisville was, you can also do Neil Collins, you know, with Tampa because, you know, he's a, he's an excellent coach as well. Um, so there's a lot of quality coaches, uh, in here, which I wish MLS would, uh, start to open up, uh, their eyes to outside of, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, um, the Hollywood coach there in San Diego, uh, we'll just say that oh isn't even really the coach, but <laughs> oh God. if he's not announcing in game. The last game before his playoff game, allegedly, he's not committed. Anyways, he got a red card. Uh, He got a red card at Louisville City when he was there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not a Landon Donovan fan, so I'm sure that doesn't help uh, my impression of him. So the playoffs at this time, I think probably for the first time in many, many, many years, uh, number one seeds on both sides uh, survive. Mm. I don't know if it was the bye week that they avoided all the silliness um, in the uh, conference quarterfinals, but to me, the two best teams, San Antonio and Louisville. Um, I know we kind of talked about, uh, um, obviously, San Antonio and Colorado Springs. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, you know the, the Rowdies match, which was, a fun match, although there was a, uh, you know, pardon the pun, a, a boneheaded play uh, by a certain certain player from a uh, loose city. Uh, I seriously did. Yeah. Boo, boo, <laughs> Harry, boo. Come on, dude, that was perfect. Uh, yes, that was very boneheaded. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, looking back at this rivalry between the Rowdies and loose city, I mean, we, we met last year in the conference championship at uh, Tampa. Uh, it was a heartbreaker for Louisville City. So there was a lot of revenge going into this match. The season was really built around it. Uh, the team videographer shooting a documentary. The very first episode is reliving those probably the worst moments in uh, Louisville City fandom uh, when we lost that game at the Rowdy. So a lot went into this match. It was very physical, 26 fouls between the uh, clubs. Uh, 
Can I interrupt you? Yes. If losing in the Western or pardon me, Eastern Conference final is the worst moment for Louisville City, <laughs> I don't have much pity for you, man. <laughs> well, I, I know. Well, like I said, we're, we, we've uh, had a few few struggle years where we're right at the playoffs, and then um, yeah, we, we missed. The playoffs. But it, I mean, it it was a it was a great match. It you know b- both of our playoff games going into extra time. Luckily, this one did not go to the penalty shootout because our hearts couldn't take it. I don't think. Um, but uh, Lou City picking up the victory with Elijah Winder scoring in the second half of extra time at the very beginning. So it was a very long uh, second half of the extra time for us. Um, there was, you know, Tampa always plays us very tough. Um, they have a very strong style play. Um, and we got, you know, we made some, uh, Danny Fondas made some great saves when he needed to, but this is more so of a, a total team effort. Danny Cruz is great at making substitutions at the right time, and he made some great subs in this game as well. So I think that led to uh, to the victory and uh, got us back into the uh, championship game. So, Can't hear you. That was on there you oh, there we go. I was doing the Royce. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, so, to kind of preview uh, Louisville City, unfortunately, we have to go to the not so good part, um, which also was a story at this last game here where um, ownership uh, with the H report, NWSL, you know, you can go through and read it. Louis, um, racing, uh, was Racing Louisville, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, was not put in the best light, um, you know, management, ownership, uh, along those lines. So just your kind of thoughts um, from being local there. Obviously, we have our opinions as outsiders, but obviously it's not our club um, for that here. So um, just if you want to say something on, on the H reports and, and about the ownership and, and something along those lines, because I do know watching your show that there's still uh, – some drama going on with TFOs and flags that uh, supposedly there was a wind wind advisory, so no flags were allowed this last match uh, for that here. So uh, we'll let you uh, spill whatever you want to spill uh, on that topic, and then if anybody wants to ask any questions or comment on that, go ahead. Uh, well, since this is not twenty four hour purple people, I can completely spill everything I want to say with no repercussions from any <laughs> friends of mine, fan base now. Um, so yeah, when that report came out, it was devastating to the uh, Purple fam, as we call it in Louisville. Sure. Um, we were very, everybody was just shocked and sure. um, appalled by it. And it, it, you know, it really did put a very bad light on the front office. Uh, Soccer Hodings uh, owns both Racing Louisville and Louisville City FC. Um, so this is all kind of under the same umbrella. Um, throughout the week, uh, after the report, we were kind of waiting for a statement from the club, um, things like that. Those statements did not come, did not come. Finally, we got a statement that was we thought was a little bit on the unacceptable side, if not all the way unacceptable. Sure. Uh, very cut and paste feeling. And... As this has gone on, a lot of supporters have felt like they couldn't 
go to a game. They they uh, they find ways to protest. Uh, for example, I personally have not spent a dime, uh, other than the fact that I am a season ticket holder. Um, I have not spent a dime at the stadium since it's happened. Um, now. I will say I find ways to support my favorite bartender. So she's not out of some extra cash, uh, maybe sure. slip or something. We're a card only stadium. So, you know, I try to take care of the people, but, um, but yeah, you know, it, it's been tough. Uh, there has been TFOs made and stuff like that, that of course are talking about the situation in different ways uh, at this last match, uh, the Coopers, which is the uh, main supporters at Louisville city. Mm -hmm. Um, we're told no banners, no flags because of the wind advisory. By the time the game started, the wind had died down significantly. Uh, by the time probably 30 minutes in, there was no wind. A friend of mine uh, went to ask about the flags. Uh, Ken from our show uh, was kind of denied. The, the, the relationship between the club and the supporters has changed a lot in the last couple of you know, since the reports come out, but it's, it's very strange because it's, we've been so organic since the beginning, you know, a lot of times I tell um, my friends uh, that go to a lot of games and stuff that we helped build this. And we really did the supporters, just like you guys, all teams that you help build this club and make it financially successful and make it a cornerstone to your community and something that you hope is going to be a positive thing for your community your heart is in it. And um, for this to happen, has just been, and everybody doesn't know exactly how to react because you want to support the players. You want to have your enjoyment that you get out of going to matches, but at the same time, you will not stand for something that is so um, disgusting. So yeah, sure. um, yeah. I shall, I will go on about flags if you'd like. So the banners we have been hanging, uh, so there's their protest banners. Since the protest banners, we have not been putting up the usual banners. And we have kind of like a setup. I used to be the main TIFO guy for Louisville City. Uh, if you Google Louisville City TIFOs, you will see some solid TIFOs and you'll see some really horrible ones. I did the solid ones. <laughs> um, let's level set. Let's level set. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, let's flex yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. There's not enough room for me and John's ego. So I'll, I'll say goodbye. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Just John is the Picasso of the Tifos. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I do a lot of the banners and help hang the banners for the game. So we, we, we quit doing the banners we always did. And, and, there was a lot of the, the protest banners for this last match. Our plan was to do a combination of both. Right. Cause I think you can do both. That's kind of how I'm getting through this situation is I'm saying to my mind that I want change with the front office and I want things to change in a positive manner, but I also want to support this team. This is a special club for us. Uh, and so we were going to do both and we weren't allowed to do either. But we think it's ultimately because they didn't want those protest banners out. They didn't want those in the highlight shots. You can tell that the team in some clips, I think, are trying to avoid those banners yeah. in the shots. Yeah. Of course, with the USL highlights, I don't know if you noticed, it's like you're watching Instagram through Twitter, through Facebook all at once. Like the, the camera's panning and it's a square, then it's a rectangle. And you're like, what is going on? So right. who knows? But nevertheless, um, it's just been it's been tough on everybody because it 
the people that go to the tailgate, the people that go to the games and the Cooper section, drummers, capos, all that kind of stuff. It's been the same for so long. And, you know, it's kind of it's 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 split some people and not in the fact that, of course, everybody is on the same page when it comes to um, sexual abuse and things of that nature. But it, it splits some people on how to move forward, I think. So it's just been challenging and something that we're all dealing with in our own way. So. And to be fair, for full disclosure, um, San Antonio FC is owned by the San Antonio Spurs. Um, since the H reports came out, uh, there was uh, Josh Primo um, had an incident where he was exposing himself to uh, with the psychologist. I think it was the team psychologist mm -hmm. or somebody medically with the team. Mm -hmm. Team psychologist, uh, yeah, multiple times. So. Unfortunately that, for San Antonio FC, it's not squeaky clean either as far as for ownership on what they possibly did or didn't do and, and their lack of response. And the big thing with the Spurs and Primo um, situation, obviously the Spurs and, um, have released Primo since, and we don't exactly know the whole story. We've heard one side of the story, right. and we still have to wait for the other side to come out. Obviously – Still not a good look, but it's just still not for, a good for look. full exactly. disclosure, since we're looking Correct. at Louisville, Correct. We, it's kinda... we, we got to also look at ourselves here as well, because there is Correct. something with our ownership group. That's why I bring it up. Correct. Correct. Well, it's not the ownership. It, well, yeah, I guess you can say it's the ownership. That's fine. There, This is a thing that is happening throughout the country, throughout sports organizations, and it needs to get cleaned up. And we need to be better as fans of keeping the teams that we support more honest and just hold them to a, to a higher, um, to a higher standard. And that's the big thing that we need to do as fans of all sports teams throughout the world. I mean, you can admit we're, we've done, we've got the same as just like, uh, the Coopers uh, on our side with the bunker right after the Austin game. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it is many of those like trying to push towards MLS, like MLS standards. We can feel it. Are they trying to be more a little bit strict on us? You can feel it. But ultimatum is we, there there is a soccer a soccer uh, a soccer personality that it, it's not gonna fit every every clarification for that. So it, it's not just odds, there's other teams that are feeling it too. Robert, any comments or Rafa, any comments you have before we move on to actually previewing Louisville City? I mean, it's unacceptable on any level. I mean, at the end of the day, like, people got to go to work and have, feel comfortable. Like, and to me, I mean, and it's good that they spoke out. Absolutely. I respect it. I appreciate it. And how can you not back it? Because you want the right thing to be done at the end of the day, period. No matter what, no matter if we're in San Antonio, live, dude, at the end of the day, it's about doing right by people. Bottom line. So moving on to brighter things, we got one more match. It's the last match in U.S. soccer, uh, professional soccer, I guess I should say here. Uh, San Antonio, Louisville, MLS is done. They had a, you know, I'm not an MLS fan, but they had a pretty fantastic final uh, that LAFC won um, on PKs. ML who? ML who? Yeah, don't be there, dude. You got to give it to Garth Bale, dude. Comes off the golf course and and <laughs> for sure, off the golf course, he got a lucky header. Harry, Harry, 
Harry, you were complaining about the U.S. having an MLS, <laughs> um, MLS oh, dude, I... strong side, and Gareth Bell is Wales' best player, and he's an MLS. So let's let's calm down. Yeah, on the and MLS guess what? Heavy and complaint. guess what? He's gonna play what five minutes, maybe? <laughs> the dude, the dude can't play. We'll he can see. hardly move. He was just lucky, and he jumped what six inches, and and <laughs> you know he got he headed it in. Dude, yeah. don't get me wrong. But what do you, what do you think, Florentino? <laughs> What do you think, Florentino? Let him go. <laughs> Why do you think I mean, he's in MLS, Royce? Why do you think he's in MLS? Nobody else wanted him. It's, it's, it's what comes down to well, like, a championship. You know, be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair but, enough. So what comes down to it, what, what the complaints about, especially from the bet, like from the locker room in Real Madrid, he was not uh, a hard worker, mm-hmm. and he and then for him to, you know, when Ronaldo left, he should have. That was his opportunity to step up. The one that did step up was was Benzema. You know, both of them should have been the team leaders of the team, and his work ethic really kind of didn't mesh with the players. And I think they saw him as a cancer, and that's why you're seeing him play. Rafa, at this isn't a real yeah, Benzema. Benzema, but I'm just saying, <laughs> in person, didn't pay their taxes. We know. We know Benzema, all that. Benzema really stepped up and uh, blackmailed his teammate. Yeah. Anyway, we're trying to preview the USL Championship final. We're trying to preview the USL Championship final. There is one thing that we do have to uh, congratulate Sebastian Gibaga, uh, who was on the 2017 USL Defensive Player of the Year, uh, went to New York City, FC, did win a title uh, with LAFCs, and he started and played all. I think he played all ninety or yeah, all, all one hundred and twenty minutes the of it. So he did. Yeah. 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 So congratulations to Sebastian and, and like sure. a world class player. And uh, even SAFC tweeted that out, which I think that's probably one of their first uh, MLS, like MLS tweets yeah, I think so. <laughs> <tweets that> <laughs> <sent> <laughs> but but when your when your precious boy goes out and succeeds. You got to support him, regardless of what league he's in. It's not Austin, so it's okay. They tweeted the shit out of Austin. It's not that green team. It's not that green team. Yeah, the team 15 minutes from here, I don't think they got any hardware like us. Yeah, screw the broccolis. So moving on to Louisville City. We'll start with you, Royce. Your kind of expectations, your lineup, uh, Kamiri, you think he plays, doesn't play, it's the last game of the year for a title. I think, you know, does he take a shot and, and you know, take take an actual shot in the ankle and, and test it out or or not, depending on the severity of it, of course. Right. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, and Did I have not been able to. in, my friend. Well, that's Rafa. Rafa. Are they going to pull off a Coach Bud Kilmer like in Varsity Blues? We we are not sponsored by Holiday Inn Hotels. Or La Quinta. Good. Lord. Anyway, gee, we are. But we would derailed. accept. We, we would accept any sponsorship. Any derailed. sponsorship. We could. Yes, derailed. Yes, John, I apologize. This is oh. off the rails. Anyway, you haven't seen my show before. <laughs> their show is exactly the same. I watched a couple episodes. Oh, I was no. like, hey, this is just like our show. Just yeah, you know. welcome, oh, welcome. No. <laughs> as messy as his tifos. Oh no. Anyway, <laughs> oh, oh, he's got the good ones. Got, not the messy ones. That's not the, the other guy. Ones. That's the other guy. <laughs> Anyway, that's, see, that's, that's the not looking jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like someone's t I know. 
So real quick. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> My air taint tour is perfect. Anyway, I know who you're talking about. Anyway, um, so does everybody else. <laughs> unfortunately, so. Real quick to preview it, uh, let me get in preview mode. So, uh, LA, and let's go with the last match that was played because that's going to be the freshest in everybody's mind. Uh, Louisville City implemented a 4-3-3, and they went against uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies in a 5-3-2. A 5-3-2 is kind of what SAFC would play, um, and Tampa Bay kind of plays a little similar. They're a little more offensive-minded in their um, 5-3-2. SAFC, I expect. You mean they don't just pass to pass to pass to pass? Dude, that no offense to you, John, but that was the most frustrating match to watch. Was Louisville just <laughs> or not Louisville, Tampa? Pass, pass. Oh, send it back. Pass. I felt like I was watching Darren Powell, and I love Darren Powell, don't get me wrong, but at certain times it was just like pass with no intention of scoring. That's sorry, my bad. That's what that exact. So Tampa has a similar formation, but they have it uh more for tiki taka to have the triangle spread around. SAFC is more direct, they're gonna stay back. Louisville City is gonna uh, kind of, they're going to be more of a, and sometimes it's going to be that, you know, four, five, one and, and the four, three, three out of possession. And then in possession, they'll kind of come out. Um, they're, they're a quick transition team. Um, so, and they're going to go into SAFC, who's a kind of sit back team. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Um, Louisville had a kind of a tough time, um, and kind of the common opponent that we both had and we both lost to was Indy 11. And Indy 11 was a sit-back team and, you know, come after us, possess the ball, which is why SAFC didn't do too well against them. And the same thing why Lou City didn't do too well against them is um, – and that's going to kind of be the interesting thing is to see who has the majority of possession in this match because both teams – don't really care us. for possession, it so it won't be us. <laughs> I, it probably won't be I us. So. That. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. And um, uh, Louisville's center backs are a lot more stable, a lot more um, competent, dare I say, um, than Colorado Springs center backs. So that'll be an interesting match. I think it's going to be a very similar lineup to Colorado Springs, where you're going to have the three strikers up top, and you'll have um, everybody else kind of in there in their typical formation um, things to watch for. It's, it's just, it's going to be a heck of a match. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to think about what to look for, what to look for the entire match. Cause it's going to be yes. a spectacle and it's going to be us. Yes. Awesome. yes. Do you think it's going to be physical? Oh God. No, everybody's just going to, yes, <laughs> it's going to be the most physical. We don't know a different brand of soccer, sir. <laughs> Correct. No, it's going to be very physical. Um, it's it's probably going to be KG. I think the first half will be KG. Um, they'll be kind of feeling each other out, and that second half, I think, is going to be that second half is going to be a hell of a electric, forty-five minutes. Yeah. It's going, yeah, it's going to be electric. It's going to be a roller coaster ride for sure. Rafa, your thoughts on San Antonio? Like I said, it, it, this is going to be a chess game. You know, who's going to make the right, you know, the lineup, the right substitutions the tactics and and then the players making the right decisions you know not you know trying to play something that you shouldn't be playing you know good you know keep the system up so like i said it's a battle of the titans and it, whoever makes the mistake like i said it's probably gonna tip the balance of who wins this game 
I think I think with SAFC, like I said, if we get the first goal, you know, we haven't lost a game when we score first. And I don't know when how we scored period. When we scored yeah. period, San Antonio has not lost. So it's that's and then I don't know what kind of mentality you know, we'll have that if they fall behind. And then I think the uh, other factor in the other from- factor. They came back yeah. from Pittsburgh down 2-0 in yeah. the 80th and uh, first goal in the 80th, and then I think second goal, 83rd, 84th minute. So yeah. this team, the Louisville will not give up. Sorry, John, not, yeah. not to jump in for you, but you're good. <laughs> Louisville, Louisville is one of those teams that I think if this if this goal if this game's 1-0, you can even if San Antonio looks comfortable. Yeah, you can't, can't count on it. You can't count with with yeah, yeah. This is one of those teams that could strike at any time. You have to be mentally sure. prepared for this game, you know, focus. And But I think another factor in is going to be the crowd. I mean, that could play, you know, just more motivation for the team. I mean, that could be tip the scale for this. So, but I mean, like I said, this is going to be a great game. You know, the top two teams from each conference and two one seeds. And, you know, what more, what more do you want, you know? And and real quick to finish up uh, my preview, um, just something that I com- kind of forgot about, but to, it's very important to include, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, is that obviously PC and Moabu mm-hmm. will not be in the match. They'll be out, um, and that hurts in the in the middle of the park. And at the same rate, we'll see how healthy Kamiri is. So SAFC is dealing with quite a few injuries. I don't know if Blue City has any significant injuries. We'll turn over to John on that. But they'll definitely be missing uh, Corbin Bone there in the middle, who had a red card in the in the uh, in their conference final match. So uh, we'll take it over to John to kind of preview. Well, I was going to do Matt, and then we'll do John last. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. uh, Matt, your uh, your thoughts about me. You're you're last. Reason why I'm putting you last is you're a Vikings fan and purple oh, transitions no. to purple. That, that's called no. you know transition. I'm a seven and one Vikings fan. Hey, he got it there. I'm a I'm seven and one Vikings fan, sir. Mark the tape. <laughs> I, I do I do feed off of what Royce and what Rafa said. I think I think the main our main big thing is crowd. The crowd's been, oh my god, I can't tell you how many times I, I I just zone out, just watching this game because the crowd's just so electrifying, and it like Roy said, it does it does hurt having a PC and a boo out, but just praying to God that and to the soccer guys that Kamiri's uh, ankle gets better. Uh, what what's there to say? Uh, this team this team's gone. Uh, deep, deep into their lineups before, and I, I could say it. Maybe there'll be a thirty third or thirty fourth lineup. Who knows? But it is uh, that my main thing is the crowd. The more the more people that come in, whether it be from Loose City or whether it be from San Antonio, that crowd needs to be very hectic and very, uh, very aggressive. Yeah, I'm not sure who. And and John, we'll we'll get your comment on this here. Uh... Um, but Roy Bua Gonzalez mentioned Lucid is giving tickets to all their season ticket holders and providing them with transportation. Something to keep in mind for the amount of Blue fan, uh, Lucid City fans that we'll see in the crowd. I do believe there will be a great, uh, great group from from Louisville City. And I'm going to say this here, and I know this is for all of us on both sides here. Um, 
treat each other with respect. Oh, it, sure. It's it's a game. Yes. It's ninety minutes. It's all love. Don't it's be that love. asshole that that nah, does yeah. something that that you know that disrespects each franchise. And this mm-hmm. goes for both Louisville City and and San Antonio fans. That's fair. Um, this is this was meant to be a celebration. Yes, during the ninety minutes and maybe even a few minutes after the games, while everybody's kind of decompressing. You know, emotions will be high, but just just don't be an asshole. Treat For each sure. other with respect. For sure. Um, along those lines, you know, especially to the people from Louisville City. Um, I've made the trip up there. Roberts made the trip up to Louisville City. Um, and I did it when it was at, you know, the old Slugger Field. And, and yeah, the I fans did. were nothing but nice. And the tailgate was, you know, was awesome. And, and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great city to go visit, um, number one. Number two, you know, they're – they were a class organization. I think that's been knocked down as we've discussed. Um, but to me, the fan base is is one of the top fan bases in in USL, in my opinion, in US for soccer. Sure. So for that here, Robert, I know you mentioned you've you uh, you've been to Louisville. I did. So we'll let you wrap it up, and then, and then you can turn it over to John, the other purple fan. <laughs> John, real quick, <laughs> one quick question: Is it Louisville or Louisville? Oh. That's that's my first question before I proceed. There's about five different ways I hear it pronounced. I, I say, or say Louisville. Louisville. It's like <laughs> the the one way that you can't say it is like Louisville, or I'm not a big fan of the Louis like Louisville. Louisville, Louisville like, is like the word, like St. Louis. Robert, you couldn't ask this an hour, you know, an hour and eight minutes ago. No, so no, that no. way, oh, just in case Lord. I was saying it all wrong. I'll I'll jump in here real quick. <laughs> I'll jump in real quick. Harry, calm down. It's my final moment. I did. I let did this. Let me shine. I did the civil work on a CVS in in Louisville, and um, I had a call, and I had to get. Um, I had to call the city, and you know, coordinate with them for certain things. And the first time I said, "I was uh, uh, hi," you know, I need to speak to somebody with. Um, is it? Um, was it? Is it Louisville Light and Power? You said like one thing. I said, oh, I said, I said, Louisville, I said, Louisville, light and power. And the lady's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's Louisville. And I'm like, okay, Louisville. That's fine. That's fine. Have it your way. I don't want to anger you because I want my thing passed as soon as possible. So however you want me to say, if you want me to call it Timbuktu, hey, I'm all for it. Let's you're like, go. yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Let's get this going. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I don't. The, the key to the game in my mind, is if you let us score first, it becomes a whole different ball game. And we're going to press, press, press. Our best offense is your – or anyone's turnover. So the key to it is like, God, and, and it's all respect because we have a deep bench. You guys have pulled people off the bench. So the bottom line is like, God, may the best team win. Hopefully it's us. That's all I want. John, your thoughts from a Louisville side here. You know, I listened to your side here, and um, part of the reason why I brought you on is I don't know. I've watched Louisville matches, but I don't watch Louisville matches. You know, I'll have it on as entertainment and to watch, but I no way study study Louisville. So, your thoughts on from a Louisville perspective coming in? Um, I know you guys are also dealing with major injuries uh, as well. Um, I know the uh, Morton may or may not play. I think uh, I think odds are. I think I saw on on social media, you know, that most likely he is not. But of course, uh, nothing official uh, along those lines. I don't believe. 
Yeah, um, yeah, we're not sure on Morton yet. It, it was kind of strange. He just kind of uh, had that injury, and and we've had uh, Danny Fondes uh, in that position as goalkeeper, and he's done a pretty good job with us. He's had, uh, I think, he had six starts this season. He actually started the year with us. He was a walk-on tryout for us, um, and he was on loan to Northern Colorado. Uh, for a short period, actually played in the U.S. Open Cup for them and that win over um, Colorado Springs. Um, so, uh, but he, he's done he's done well, uh, and we're happy for that because Kyle Morton, the Golden Glove winner, was an MVP for us this season, 13 clean sheets. Um, the clean sheets can be a little deceiving for this squad because we find that getting the ball in the attacking third for our opponents can be difficult times. We have a very strong midfield, some veteran presence with uh, Paulo Do Piccolo um, uh, being a key, key component to that as well. Um, the uh, uh, big defensive uh, juggernaut we've had is Sean Tosh, who has uh, been on the all league team at center back three years straight in the USL. Uh, this year, he set his uh, personal record nine goals, which is pretty impressive for a center back. Um, he's uh, just a, a defensive presence. Something Coach Cruz has really elaborated on uh, at the start of the season. has been big on clearing the ball, clearances in general. It's something that cost us last year dearly. So it's something that we've really improved on. Um, Manny Perez, uh, who was a new signing for us, came over from... Uh, he spent some time with Portland Timbers. Uh, he's on the right wing. Uh, he's been kind of an unsung hero, quietly having a great year. Uh, it's just been an anchor out there. Um, but defensively, I th think both of these these squads are defensive presence is, is an understatement. I mean, they just have uh, great defense. Um, but looking at our strikers, uh, Danny switches up that. Uh, line up the formation at times. Uh, we see the 4-3-3 for the most part. But uh, up top, you're going to see uh, Enoch Mushigalusa as well as Wilson Harris. Uh, those are two new players for us. Cameron Lancaster started the season and was injured about midseason, has not been playing for this squad, who has set the record, uh, the team record 72 points is the highest we've we've had it's uh, impressive to see these newcomers come in. They're going to be uh, pushing hard. Um, they are, you know, there's a Enoch. I get onto a lot on our show because he seems to hold on to the ball a little bit, doing a lot of extra dribbling, but he's extremely talented. Uh, both of those players came over from sporting Kansas city too. Um, and they've both been great for us. Wilson Harris led the team this season with 15 goals and they've both been really good. Um, I think that, you know, some other key players probably in this one, it's going to be interesting to see how Brian Ombi, if we end up starting Brian Ombi, Ombi's been around since 2017. He's been injured as of late. He came on as a substitution against Tampa Bay. He, he, uh, came in, I think in the 64th minute lasted the rest of the match. Uh, he is, uh, we always call We always say playoff Ombi. One of the things we were talking about earlier this year on uh, 24 hour purple people were. Who's going to be the playoff Ombi this season? Because playoff Ombi is somebody that like steps it up to a whole nother level. We haven't had him until the 64th minute of that match with Tampa Bay. 
it's going to be interesting to see if he starts in this one. If not, you're probably going to see Ray Ciarano, uh, which is a, a 21-year-old, uh, has been very solid for us as well. But, of course, we'd rather see Ombi. He's got that veteran presence, um, and he's just been uh, great for us over the years. Uh, I think really the key to – and I think one of you guys talked about it – the key to this one is is – not allowing San Antonio to score first because uh, when I was looking up uh, stats for San Antonio FC, the biggest one in the last 45 games when scoring the opening go have not lost, yes. which is <laughs> unbelievable. Our house too. Our house too. <laughs> unbelievable. So, um, and I think that's going to be a key is just uh, starting off hot, uh, not making any silly fouls or mistakes in the early going. We play physical, not dirty. Uh, we, we, we do play physical. And sometimes, just like with Bone the other day, situations happens like that, and you just go, oh, my gosh. So, you know, we can't make any of those silly mistakes. Sure. We have to have composure. We've done them. We're well aware. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a few. <laughs> yep, yep. It's so, only against Yuma, but yes. No, yep. Yuma, fuck Yuma. <laughs> oh dude hopefully, hopefully you never have to it's you're fine it's it's i've said it a couple times here um but yeah uh, we also have uh, elijah winder and josh winder they're brothers that came up through the louisville city academy uh, highly josh, rated yes josh is 17 years of age uh, elijah is 19 years of age uh, elijah had the game-winning uh goal against tampa bay yeah these guys are uh, going to be superstars joshua sure. is actually the um, I guess a higher prospect, you could say, in a lot of ways. They're talked about more anyway. But these guys can make a big difference. Uh, Josh, you usually see in the midfield, attacking midfield, Elijah up top. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see because Danny, he's just, it seems like every game he makes just these great substitutions at the right moments. Uh, he really reads what's going on in the field, changes up some things, and can really adapt. And, um, you know, one of his big things is he talks about this every match is just believing, uh, believing in the team. He, we went down a man in that match in the 82nd minute, playing the rest of the way all the way through extra time. The team really brought that mentality, and I think that's kind of what pushed him through. It's going to be tough playing at Toyota Field in that environment. You guys have great support. Um, I casually will watch some Western matches after I get home from Louisville City games. I don't remember a lot of them. <laughs> but um but you guys have great supports beautiful uh pitch and uh i'm looking forward to the match on sunday i think it's gonna be a great match um and i think these teams are really going to represent the league well and i almost i give you a 100 percent guarantee you will not see any tweets about the refereeing from <laughs> our side so yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah thank you for the uh warm welcome our supporters oh, for sure. I, they're gonna be really cool i guarantee it we, we're the same way you know we we love there was a ton of rowdies well not a ton but like probably about 10 rowdies fans at the tailgate and everybody was just like bourbon bourbon you want bourbon who wants bourbon yeah, so you goes. know they're very uh so we'll bring we, it this way we'll bring it this no, way I, yeah <laughs> so it's super great I'm really, it's super great bullet all that good stuff yeah but uh, yeah i'm really excited about it so so we're going to talk U.S. men's national team. If you want to stay on, you can. If not, if you want to give your last words and hop off, because I do know it's uh, almost 10 o'clock where you're at. So 
Yeah, um, sure. If you got uh, wife and family, uh, I'm sure you'd like to say hello to them. And, and I know you spent you know an hour and some minutes with us, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, and we'll have to do this again if we uh, match meet up next year, which it would not shock me because MLS or <laughs> USL tends to uh, hey to you know the they met in the finals a ESPN match. We'll have a regular season match probably in Louisville. Um, yeah, uh, I I would just like to say uh, thanks for having me on. If you guys want to check out any of our shenanigans, we're twenty uh, four hour purple people. We have a YouTube channel, uh, things of that nature. We do a lot of really silly stuff. Uh, some of it's just ridiculous. Um, make little videos. We have a lot of video game tributes to Louisville City and things like that. So uh, check us out on YouTube if you like. I really appreciate you guys having me on. You know, one thing you talked about was your coach has been creating this culture and you, and, and I think uh, Royce said um, over the last couple of years that it's really building into something where there's this mentality and, it, and it's building. And, and that's something that I hope that our supporters don't take for granted. Cause that's something we've had at Louisville city for a while. It really does make a key difference. And I love seeing that you guys support your club, have this show. It's awesome. So I really appreciate you having me on and it's great to meet some new folks out there. So Good luck on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm not. I wish I could come meet you all in person, but uh, I'm sure it'll be good. Can I ask John one question? No. Yes, sir. Mute him. Mute him. Mute him. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I promise you. John Bourbon, which is your favorite? Favorite? You're from Kentucky. What's uh, your favorite bullet? Basil Hayden. Nice. Basil Hayden. So if you're a rookie like me, if you were to start out with a bourbon, what would it, what would be your recommendation? Dickel, oh, George Dickel. That's a great question. Uh, that's oh. not Jack Daniels, sir. No, no, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Tennessee <now>. stuff. That's, <laughs> that's up north. That's Tennessee, up north. Yeah. north or south or a bullet. Um, I, I took the tour. I know. Uh, a, a Maker's Mark is not bad for a starter bourbon, um, and it, also um, Four Roses throw that one out there for you Four roses a good okay. good starter bourbon we have a lot of it too much to be honest with you. <laughs> there's many <laughs> never too much bourbon so no, but thanks again guys i really appreciate, appreciate you having it. me on thanks john thank you john Come in, buddy. thanks have a good night yes sir i do want to thank john uh from 24 hour purple for people sure. uh coming on great guy watched a couple of his shows you know mormon you know getting ready for the show here if you can um, go like, uh, you know, if you can subscribe to his channel, just like with ours, uh, you know, like and subscribe if you can. It helps build up their numbers, helps make them more relevant, just like it helps us make uh, be more relevant. Um, but I watch their shows. It's just like us, just casual people, just talking and BSing and, and having fun. Um, so, and I do want to thank Benton from uh, VamosMorados.com. Um, and it, he had a good preview and I actually reached out to him first and he referred me to uh, the handsome John uh, for that here. So, uh, you know, he did bring some good looks to the show here, although another purple person, which, you know, hey, you know, uh, it's the reason why uh, Robert <laughs> left it left here. I came back so. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so now that he's gone, um, one thing that I want to touch base on the last two matches San Antonio has completed about 50% of their passes. Can they get away with that against Louisville City playing that, that same style? 
What what are we what are we talking about? Yes. What are we talking about? No, sir. No. Don't get me started. You can't. You turn it over tonight. I think think what needs to improve as far as quality passes is more on on the attacking side to create chances. I know we do a lot of uh, balls cleared out from the back and so forth, but I think if we're going to win this game, we've got to get better passing within inside the 18. And then just to just to get Patino to get those clear shots for Dittering or or, or or Dylan or whoever whoever's in the lineup. I, I think if we can execute there, because I've seen I've seen what what we've done. A lot of those wall passes, we do a lot of damage when we do complete those, and it op- opens a lot of opportunities. So I think if we can improve on that, not so much about the other stuff, clearing out and all that. I, th- I think we can win. I mean, we can win this game. I think it's a fair question though, because. When you, when you look at the game, historically, if, if and Rafa's talked about it here, 70%, I think it's what, 70% is, is kind of your magical number that, you know, mm-hmm. you feel comfortable if SAFC has 70% uh, completion. I think if we lowered it down to 60%, but we've been below that at this time here. Um, and, and I think part of it is how the game has been because, you know, we, we got up early against Oakland. We got up early against... Um, Colorado Springs, and I have a feeling if we get up early against um, Louisville, my concern though, and, and I pointed this out here, Louisville is one of those teams. You know, it's it's almost like facing RGV in a way. It just takes one shot, and Louisville's that type of team. They have that mentality. They'll convert. Where Colorado Springs, and, and no offense to Colorado Springs fans, I had zero confidence on you guys scoring in, in this match. Um, especially how the game was playing out. But Louisville City, I don't care if it's 89 minutes and we're up 1-0 and, and there's stoppage time in two minutes. I'm still freaking worried because Louisville City has the talent, the depth, and the mentality to be able to, to finish, you know, to be able to put a goal in the back of the net. Well, that was kind of the thing with Colorado Springs. I mean, all season is they could score at will whenever they wanted to. Um, and this is kind of where I'm going to go. And Harry, you you nailed it on the head. You just kind of passed it up. If SAFC has more than 60% possession, more than 60% well, not passing. S- 60, hold on, not possession. Hold on. Hold on. But... I know. I know. I, they're, they're related. 60% passing percentage is probably 60% possession. That means we're chasing a goal. If we score early like we normally have, then we let them have the ball. We wait for opportunities and we strike. And that's what we need. And that's the typical prototypical game. That's the game plan that we want to set or SAFC wants to set. And that's what they're going to go after. And that's why those numbers don't matter. Everybody looks at those numbers and wow, they got, they got played off the pitch and they barely won. No, that's the game plan. If the game plan goes right, SAFC scores first, they let it all happen, and the other team has to try to break SAFC's defense down, which we've seen. They have the defender of the year. They have the goalkeeper of the year. It's very hard to break down. That is the game plan. And they have two shots on goal. That is by design. (laughs) It's like, dude, it's stats. Two shots on goal, that's what matters. Not even quality chances. No. But 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 for our end, but but for our end, it's like you know, for a team like I said, Louisville is a more quality team than Colorado. But on the attacking side, we do need to be a little bit better at passing on their side of the field to convert. 
And like if you look at the last game, like the last game, like Corano sending that great pass to Partino to seal the deal. That's what what we need to be a little bit more consistent on, you know, a little bit better. I, I, I would feel more comfortable because the more we can pepper him with shots, you know, uh, you know, like I said, Patino, like I said, we have the guys like Patino and Dieter that could put hat tricks. But if we do quality passes in, in that area, we're gonna, you know, this this could, could turn into a route because and because we have the offense, even though we're more of a defensive team, we do have the forwards that can route you. Perfect example of some of the games we had earlier in the in, during the summer. And my thing is like, is Louisville? Literally, the team you're talking about are they that much better in Colorado? If they were in the West, I don't think so. where where would they be? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, the, I'm not saying they're horrible, but where would they be? They'd be in the three or four slot in my yeah. mind. And that we'll could be out. a factor. That's in they're horrible. Because... Is the, they're not? Yeah, not number one over here. I mean, who, who's who's more battle? Who's more battle tested? I, I know we are, but I mean, I'm not saying they're horrible. I'm not gonna just no. I'm not gonna, now, it's, not, much... it's not a knock on them. And I'll start with you, Matt. Here, how much weight do you oh, give to fuck? Louisville? Uh, Alexi, turn on Matt's lap. Oh, maybe we won't go. Uh-oh. It's like, <laughs> uh oh, there's no power. Hey, I have a ghost here, man. It turns up the light at random times. One day after the election, we can't go there. Looks man. like looks like a blackout of Toyota Field has reached uh, Matt's place. Wow. Pay the bill, buddy. Experience in a finals game does that matter at this level? Yeah, we'll start with you, Matt, and then you know ask ask around. Experience, yes and no. Yes, because I know I know uh, how much our, our defense has been challenged, how much Jordan Farr has been challenged, how much the midfield's been challenged. Uh, with, with them, with having so many lineups and having so many different people in that back end, I feel like yes. But at the same time, they go ahead. They they know each other, so to me, it can it can go either way. You can, you can say yes, the experience, or you could say just from them clicking. Robert, I mean yes, but no. I mean it's not. You can't denounce the experience. It's like there's some nerves. Like there's going to be some. But the reality is, like they talked about earlier, Lou has a ton of young players. They're not experienced. It's not the same team. Yeah. I, I it, it's literally like the young kids. Can they produce when it matters? And the key to it is making them nervous, making them uncomfortable. The crowd has to and be that's where the fans electric. Electric. Ugh. Electric. <laughs> so seriously, not. Uh oh. Sounds Roy's like you got some of that bourbon early, Robert. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little early, Robert. <laughs> As safe season mentality monsters. Um, they've been in the playoffs three years in a row. They've seen the heartache. Uh, last year to fall in the Western Conference final was big. And they kind of did a 2013 slash 2014 Spurs where in 2013 they were that close. Now they're there. This is it. And I mean, they're the mentality monsters. Um, they'll be fine. Rafa, you're coach Rafa. This, I one up on this, and, and we have, we've looked past this. Out of the two coaches, who's won a championship? Yep, no, I agree. And that's and that's going to come into a factor because Louisville has a young coach that hasn't been been to that championship. He's a game. quality coach, though. He is a quality. He's a quality coach, coach but Marcina's won has won it has won a championship. He's won multiple championships. 
So he knows how to game plan a final. And if you look at the Scorpions final, you know, he really had a game plan against Fort Lauderdale and they executed and they're able to pull it out. This is going to be a grinder, but I think he's going to, I think he's the key. He's going to find a way to put the right, the, the right players in the positions and so forth, or the right substitutions, because he has that pedigree to win championships. And, and, and not, I think that's going to be the factor on this game. And let's not forget the Scorpions had to be the Cosmos to get there. So it's not like, they didn't have to play people um, at the time. And uh, anytime you bring up the Cosmos, fuck the Cosmos. So I uh, got that in. So, um, Before we transition the men's national team, um, got to give a huge shout out to the local college teams. Uh, I think, uh, Robert, you wanted to touch base on St. Mary's. Yeah, the congratulations to them. They're in the the uh, conference uh, tournament. I wish them the best. Like I said, Pato and uh, Ali delivered the trophy for that. They lost in the conference uh, tournament, but right now they're about to play West Texas A&M. So good luck to them. Godspeed. UTSA. That's, okay. that's Robert's. That's Robert's alma mama. Alma mama. Alma Let's mater. go. Um, and then and the my, head coach head coach is former last year was aj's uh surf coach as well coach very Prince. cool very cool i guess we'll talk about my alma mater um utsa plays tcu in the first uh, ever. ncaa division one the first ever appearance in the uh ncaa division one tournament they play tcu on friday so good luck to them um a hell of a run through the uh through the conference usa tournament uh, they were the sixth seed, and they got out of there winning it all. So three double overtime matches, not yeah. one, not two, but three. Yeah. They beat North Texas, uh, Florida A and M, uh, and uh, who was the first team to beat? Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Yeah, yeah that's right. That was the championship against Atlantic. Florida Atlantic was the championship. Championship. Right? So, but I think they beat yeah, UNT. I mean, UNT was the first match. Right. I uh, have to pull it up, but no, they beat anyway, three, anyway, three anyway. opponents. Yeah. Right. I think the other one was, um, university of Alabama. UAB. That's right. Cause they played, right. UTSA and they beat them in two overtimes as well. So yes, correct. Correct. Um, yeah. I know, I know what my school is doing. I follow them anyway. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it, they have a hot hand and they're going into TCU. Um, look, uh, not with nothing to lose. What's the most TCU, dangerous team? The team with nothing to lose. TCU better not look past them because, like I said, I did see a UTSA game and they beat Baylor. So they can beat a Big 12 team, like one of the par, par five teams. So I so said TCU could better not take them lightly because I, I think I think these girls are hungry and don't be surprised if they pull up a, a first round shocker. Uh, I think I, I think they can really do it. I think they have the confidence going into this game. And I don't believe, uh, Matt, you didn't Trinity. go to Trinity, right? <laughs> no, I went to Cook and Dagger, the best bar okay. that I used to love. But, <laughs> oh, wow. so, it's close, wow. it's close. <laughs> but friend, friend of the show, if I do not mention Trinity, he will uh, say something to us. Jacob, uh, uh, great uh, uh, QPR supporter and uh, great ambassador for Trinity. Uh, the women uh, play uh, uh, Panama and Pitzer at 5 o'clock. 
Um, and then uh, Mary Harden Baylor uh, also plays uh, at uh, Pacific Lutheran. From my understanding, that's here in San Antonio because I know there was some complaining about having Trinity play on the same night as San Antonio FC and possibly impacting some um, fans along those lines here. So, uh, but um, on the ladies' side, we did well. I didn't see the men's side on um, for Texas A&M. San Antonio, no. Uh, well, actually, they were not. Did you go out there, Rafa, or no? That was somebody else. I'm pretty sure they advanced. Yeah, that's my future alma mater. I know, I know, I know. Tamusa had. It's not. Uh, they 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 were in the Red River Athletic uh, Red River Athletic Conference tournament. I'm, I'm actually trying to find their see who. I know they were uh, they were hosting a game. They I know they play. I think sure. Trying to find. Here, I'll pull it up here. I got it here. They're yeah. D3, right? No, they're NAIA, right? Yeah, we're NAIA. Yeah, they're, they're, they're NAIA. NAIA. Yeah. yeah, just to give you... Yeah, LSU Alexandria did knock off A&M San Antonio 2-1. to one on the 7th of November, so this past weekend. And that was, for the, I think, for the conference. Which I think. And actually, that was, yeah. The, so they're, gotten, they're, they're out from the, from the tournament because they have the semifinals on the 10th, which is tomorrow, which is Shreveport versus Alexandria. And then my master's degree alma mater is facing against Louisiana Christian as well tomorrow at 7 30. so chaplain university i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so like i said here want to wish all the lady soccer uh, women's soccer team um much success uh if you're able to make it out to trinity if you were unable to get tickets to safc um go out and support uh, trinity I, I know they're you know at home doubleheader i've been out there um it's a great environment to go to fun environment and the games are always uh, very good and uh, you might see jacob out there uh it'll be interesting to see which game he's actually at uh for that here because yeah, i know he's a huge fan of both so royce robert your thoughts on the 2022 U.S. Uh, men's national team. Um, there really wasn't any, uh, you know, um, people that were upset over the over the uh, lineups uh, for that here. Oh, I lost. It. Darn! I took my page away uh, for that here. Your thoughts on your initial thoughts on the lineups and any. Here, let me get to it here. I had it pulled up. I'm uh, surprised the Marcus Beasley is not on it. I guess that's the biggest uh, snub. First in what four? Do right? not talk about that guy ever again. Or Zardes. Don't talk about Zardes ever again. Run DMV. Run DMV. Beasley was a man, dude. <laughs> Beasley is a U.S. legend. Let's no, calm the down. Beasley's okay, but Zardes, I get. Dude, but you can't disrespect Beasley. Seriously, no, sorry, dude. 
See ya. Oh, um, no, but <laughs> this, <laughs> this roster is pretty much what I expected. Uh, Zach oh, Steffen not being on is a pretty big surprise, but he's been hurt quite a bit this season. And so, honestly, Ethan Horvath has been um, outplaying him um, at the same rate. It was very interesting to see Haji Wright instead of Jordan Peefolk. But once again, Haji Wright has more of a conversion rate than Peefolk, and Peefolk has been kind of injured recently. Um, he did sit out the last few games for Union Berlin um, with injury, so I kind of get that. And uh, Haji Wright's still in the uh, Turkish League, and he's actually doing pretty well in the Turkish League. Um, other than that, Jordan Morris uh, being a forward, nobody can be that surprised at that. He's a line breaker. He has a speed, but the most important thing, he has the physicality. Yeah. Jordan Morris can – he's a bulldog. He can knock over anybody, and he's going to go against some super physical center backs in this group. So I, I see where that happened. I see definitely where Jordan Morris gets the spot over, say, like a Paul Areola because Jordan Morris is a more physical player there. Um, Christian Roldan and Sean Johnson going, those are two of the biggest locker room guys, and same with DeAndre Edlin. Those are three of the biggest locker room guys for this group, especially the young kids that keep them straight. Um, no big surprise that, uh, those, uh, those guys are there, but, um, Aaron long, uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of my biggest thing. And I think if Chris Richards is healthy, I don't think Aaron long gets on the plane, but unfortunately Chris Richards is not going to be healthy enough. Uh, John Brooks hasn't found himself on a field pretty much this entire season. Why is that? Just that, cause he's played a couple of times. He's looked good, but why? Is it just a coach and player just don't get along, don't see eye to eye? Just there's got to be something there on why Brooks isn't part of this. Well, not maybe not part of the World Cup lineup, but why he hasn't been part of the buildup at all. Right. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Haji Wright hasn't been part of the lineup at all, and I think the eye was on Brooks. But like I said, he has not been playing that much recently. For uh, he's with Benfica, and he so and Benfica's doing unbelievably well um, in the Champions League and domestically. So I just don't think John Brooks has found himself on the field enough to kind of show his form. Um, and a big thing with his line-breaking passing, you got to do that consistently to be in form. So I kind of get that. Um, and I think my happiest surprise is Tim Ream, who 100% deserved it. Um, there's a quote. Um, recently that came out um, that Pep Guardiola, actually it was this last weekend, I believe, where Fulham played Manchester City. And Pep Guardiola approached Tim Ream and told Tim Ream, man, too bad you're not 24 because you would play, too bad you're not 24 instead of 34 because you'd be playing for me right now. And Tim Ream goes, oh, that's a damn shame because I'm 35. So <laughs> fantastic quote. But Tim Ream being on this, um, he more than deserves it. Tim Ream has been informed for the last two years for Fulham. He's been unbelievable. And that makes two guys, count him, two guys from St. Louis that are on this roster. So you have uh, two guys from Texas, two guys from Missouri. Sounds like a Royce Alvarez special USMNT roster. I'm pretty excited about it. Let's go. Robert, your thoughts uh, now that you're done disrespecting uh, Demarcus Beasley? No, no Beasley, no Beasley. No, the thing is, is like right is kind of like the shot in the dark. He's, it's literally like their attempt at like 
stabbing at someone who's a nine, who's going to score for you? And like That's the my, that is, was going to be my next question: is who scores? The the thing is, is they're trying to sprinkle in veterans that can kind of keep the young kids in line, and they're fishing for the MLS. And there's a few candidates, and they like let them in there. But the bottom line is, like, gosh, like we're a young team. There's not tons of expectations. Of course, you want to get out of the first round. Everybody does. Out of the group. Yeah, out of the group. But the reality is, is like, God. This team's building not a, There's I'll not tell a, you who scores. There's not tons. Like, who's going to, who's going to, tell me. Your three leading scores on set pieces, it's going to be Weston McKinney. And in the run of play, it's going to be Christian. It's going to be Tim Ream. Tim Ream is going to open up all kinds of eyes. He's been playing in the French League for Lille. Not, you know, a lot of people get to see the French League here in the States. The dude is unbelievable, especially with the U.S. M&T. Watch, Tim Ream is is probably going to be, if he can stay healthy, he's probably going to be the Well, that's the whole key with this whole lineup. I want to see Sergeant. I want to see Sergeant do something. God. Like Gio Pulisic. McKinney, they've all had health health issues coming into the World Cup. Yes, if Gio stays healthy, that guy is the best player we have. Bottom line, but he's not wrong. He cannot seem to stay. Gosh, he is literally dude. That is he, that kid's dynamic. Bottom line, Matt Rafa. I know you guys are huge U.S. Men National Team fans. Anything you want to contribute? <laughs> I'm falling asleep over here, man. Oh, okay. Here it comes. Here it comes. We call him the doormat for a reason. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but I thought Weston McKinney was still injured. For y'all, he no, he had back. a he had an injury where he was out for two weeks with Juventus. It wasn't that big of an injury. I think pretty much, you know, he came off limping, and they're like. Yeah, you're out. You're out till the World Cup. You're you're good, um, and especially because Allegri's still trying to figure out what the crap he wants to do with Juventus. So, not a not a big surprise that uh, Weston McKinney gets gets a break there. So, and I know Matt, you were super excited about beating Iraq today with you know with Mexico here. So congratulations! Yeah, on, yeah, on congratulations! The, on the big one. Are you Iraqi? Hey, America's done that twice. Once in the '90s, <laughs> once in the 2000s. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was. But Rafa, Matt, I, I know on for next Friday we're going to you know, break down Mexico a little bit more in detail because we should have the, um, the the official roster out from them. I know you guys have seen preliminary rosters. Any surprises, shocks, anything that you would well, change? Yeah, this guy knows more. Well, there is, they did have one loss. Um, Tecatito Corona is out. But see him as a big loss because he is – he hasn't been very consistent playing with his club team. And then, especially in the National League games, he's just, I don't know, they kind of hype him a little too much, and he hasn't really been delivering. So this is going to open the door for someone of the younger players. You know, does it open the door for Chicharito? I doubt that. I do know that they tried to, did try to reach out to, to Vela, but he just said no. I mean, he would have been a game changer if he did say yes. Is there a the reason situation? why he- is there a reason why he doesn't play? I yeah, kept he, he Ch- Chicharito and Vela both got snubbed completely by the Mexican national team. And now that well, they're kind of really, coming back to them, they're like, no, but dude. It's really more, no. it's really more about, um, like, Chicharito did get the snub. Vela is more of the one that really 
He's the one that says doesn't no want to play. The time, it seems yeah, he like. says no. And here's the, here's the thing is, uh, if you remember after the no edit penal thing, when, when they played against um, the Netherlands, I mean, he flat out took them apart. But I don't know if it has to do with his ego. You know, I think this would have been he had played this 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 World Cup. I think he would have he would have done well. He has that veteran leadership. Look what he did with LAFC. You know, he's not gonna you know gonna be scoring a bunch of goals, but I mean he's gonna be a, a little consistent up front. But I think the whole issue also with Chicharito and Tata Martino. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I think you should bring him in, but. Like I said, he wants to go young, but I'm going to tell you this. Santa Martino is not going to last after this World Cup. And, and if you saw the news today, Miguel Herrera left Tigres. So there might be another link because he did have success with the Again, national with the team, Mexican national. Yeah. But they're, they're the not making the change they, now. It would be for no, the they're not World making Cup. the change now. It's, it'll be for the next one. And, and I think the reason why, if you saw the story, the reason why he left the national team because he got into it with somebody at the airport. With he punched a reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy was kind of saying a lot of stuff about his daughter, and so he got a little personal. So I mean, I, I would have done the same thing. If he said something if I had a daughter, but I don't, do I see him being taken over him? I, I doubt it. But that's it. Kind of looks like he may be, but there's other candidates. But as far as you know, I, my expectations with the Mexican national team. If we beat Poland, we'll advance to the next round, but I don't think we'll beat Argentina. Argentina is just too stacked. I don't think we'll beat Argentina. Wow, way to go on a limb there, Rafa. Hey, Jesus. I, I, I'd say no, the same I mean, thing. Argentina, Argentina is just too – Just I mean, unless they have a collapse, like they had that collapse against Germany in that game, like I said. Yeah, but Mexico is in Germany, Mexican no national offense. Team. Rafa, no, America. yeah, that's what I mean. Argentina, that's, that's not a, a collapse. Whole other that's not a collapse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mexico, um, Germany beat Argentina one nothing and and added extra time. So I mean, that's not a collapse. You're, I think you're talking about Brazil. But a collapse as far as mental mentality and stuff. You know, I, th I think you're talking about Brazil Mexican. losing to Germany seven one in yeah. 2014. Anyway, mm. so I got one final question on here, and it's it's it's. With the World Cup in, in Qatar, are you excited about it? Because there's a lot of – I know we talked about the Louisville situation. There's a lot of things that are entirely on a completely different level um, with Qatar. I'll just admit my excitement for it isn't – You know, I don't know if it's just because of the time of year it is, where it's at. It's not where I thought it would be. Um and, and I don't know how to explain it. Will I support the United States? Yes. Will I have it on? Yes. But I don't, you know, when I listen to Pro SAFC and they're going through and open the Panini packs and going through like that, I don't have that same, same desire for, you know, at least for me, um, for the World Cup overall. Um, just, you know, I don't know if anybody wants to answer that, but to me, I think it's, it's a question that's been going around is how excited are you for this World Cup? Yeah, I mean, same, same. It's it's diminished. My excitement is very much diminished because it's a guitar. Um, I highly considered buying the entire Panini pack for my kid so we can go through it, but not this time around. Maybe next time, but not this time around. So I'm just, I agree. Uh, I'm going to support the U.S. I'm excited to see what these kids can do in a big tournament. 
And I don't see this call me stupid or whatever. I don't see this as a real big tournament. I mean, I see this more as a warm up to 2026, and this is going to get me more excited for 2026. For, That's how I you. see it. Your, your thoughts, Roth, or pardon me, Robert? I mean, it depends what angle you're looking at. Like, from the sport perspective, yeah, no, I'm excited to watch it. From, like, the outside social media, like, political aspect, God, that's where I'm wavering. Because you see that the injustices, you, and it's like, do you support her or you're not? No, to me, I love the sport. I always will. I'm a root for my team, bottom line. We got a young young team, and like Rock. Uh, Roy said, like, next World Cup is the one where when they're tested, but at the same time, do you support or not? It's confusing. It's a, it's a mixed emotion because, like, you love your team, you love the sport, but do you support what's going on? And that's that, I don't know. To me, it's a mixed bag. Rafa, Matt, and I'm going to ask you this kind of a little bit more because I know the, the, you know, in Mexico, soccer's a, higher sport you know compared to here in the united states here just your kind of thoughts on how the world cup is in mexico um you know and the perspective you know from you know from the mexican you know mexican fan base along those lines as long as with your personal vans is do you think the same excitement's there because obviously normally here in san antonio you go around world cup time you go to heb you go to walmart you see you know mexican national team fan stuff a little bit of u.s men's national stuff I haven't seen that this World Cup cycle. There's no, there's no enthusiasm. I think overall, I don't think all the players are participating or enthused about playing in November and December. And then especially like with that statement that Sip Blatter made, like, well, we, we made a mistake about giving this World Cup to Qatar, you know. So how, do, how does a player feel about that? You know, you, you know, it's cutting into your your season, whether you're playing Champions League or Europa League or your domestic cups, and look at this. Look at some of the injuries that we're some of these players are missing out. They're not. They're not happy. About, like I said, overall, I don't think because even in Mexico, I don't think they're very enthusiastic about this World Cup. I think they're just like, all right, let's just get this over with. You know, we don't care. We'll be ready for twenty. You know, for twenty twenty six because that'll be a real World Cup. You know, because it's going to be well planned and it's not going to have that 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 dirty money or the blood money, as you can say, not like, like the blood diamonds and <laughs> in other places. But um, like I said, even for me, I don't really feel enthusiastic about it. I can, it's just like, let's just get it over with, you know, I'm more excited more about maybe champions league and stuff than, than this. Matt, your thought, your thoughts. And then we'll do a quick round of, of final thoughts. If you can keep it short, cause we are at almost two hours. Um, I can't mean, I'm I'm excited from like a fan base, but I mean, you seeing all the restrictions that they have and everything, it's just like, man, I would I would hate to be there to watch it. Like, it's not it's not that great. And like Rafa said, some of these some of these players are like it's more of a oh I have to go play for for my my uh, nation. I mean, you're it's a privilege, but I don't know just. It, it just feels snubbed a little bit, and yeah, I you, you don't see you don't see you don't see that national pride, right? For some yeah. of the players, like you know, you have that pride to play for your, yeah. you know, wearing the crest and all that. You just don't see that. Like I just I just don't feel it. Like yeah, it's great World Cup, 
like, it's just more of like. Now, I will also say this. If either one of our teams advance past the uh, past the group stage, you know, let's just be honest. The the excitement will grow. Um, just to, if you go deeper, you know, let's let's you know, let's just be realistic. Um, if the United States or Mexico had the opportunity to play in the final, you know, for sure, we'd be all, hey, this is the greatest thing ever. So um, just just to be fair. Uh, along those lines, but going in, I do think uh, as far as for a World Cup, uh, the buildup's been on that. I'm not a big Fox soccer person, you know, to begin with in the first place, but uh, for that here. So, final thoughts. I'm going to start here, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Do want to thank everybody that turned out and voted uh, for that here. You know, like I said here, it's something you know that I think everybody should do. Um, I think Bear County, Texas in general, should have done better. The turnout was low. Um, that's something that we have to do better as a society. Um, you know, you know, I don't know if we need, you know, somebody to, you know, to help, help generate building up, um, grassroots to be able to go vote. But as somebody that served, um, in the military, um, it's one of the biggest things that I push on my kids is, is to go vote, take part, you know, be active in the community. Um, I know there's no major elections for what another two years uh, along those lines. There'll be some elections in between, but um, I won't lie to you. A little disappointed on the number of people that turned out and voted in an election that um, going in, you know, you would have you would have thought that it would it would have definitely beat what 2018. Um, and in Texas, we did not do that as far as turnout. Regardless of who won, uh, you know, along those lines, the turnout to me was the most disappointing part. Um, we'll go with you, Matt, then Rafa, then Robert, and then we'll end with Royce. Um, I'm not just come out and be part of a part of the crowd. Uh, come out to the tailgate, get prepped. I mean, it's like we've been. I know Royce has been seeing me. I'm just pushing everybody to just make that atmosphere great. I know one of the once some I don't know I think it was Jesse or someone like that. They uh they were wanting to see if we could start a chant right at halftime throughout the whole stadium. So that's in the works right now. So we're just seeing what happens. But that meet that crowd. I, I want to. I really want that crowd going. Actually, I want to end on Rafa because Rafa has uh, something a little bit more serious to to end on here. Robert, if if you'll jump uh, uh, jump into uh, uh, Rafa's spot. My big thing is support, 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 and love your team. Be crazy, be loud, but don't be that guy. Do not treat yes. those the traveling fans in a disrespectful way. Embrace them. It's fan of fans. You gotta love the fact that they love their team. You know, accept it, embrace it, but root for your team. Be a good let's person. let's be honest. If the roles reverse and we had to travel. I think most of us uh, on this panel would be trying to find a way to get up to there, even if it meant uh, calling into work on Monday. <laughs> Quitting work. I'd quit work. <laughs> Let's go. I'm Let's done. not go that far. <laughs> uh, Royce, uh, Ra uh, Rafa has something a little bit more important to end the show with uh, here. Um, so if you'll jump and then uh, Rafa will end the show. Uh, for, for sure. Uh, final thought. Man, this is what all these years – has come down to um this is the dream this is the dream since 2016 since i was at the at&t center and 
they announced the club and I still have my USL San Antonio scarf from then back before they even had a name. Um, enjoy it. Take a step back. Enjoy it at, at the field before the game starts. Just take it, you know, just sit back and wow, this is it. This is what we've all wanted. Let's be loud. Let's support. And Let's be loud for ninety, and let's be that ninety plus if needed. Let's let's be that twelfth man on the field for SAFC. Let's go, Rafa. I, I, if you have two of them, that's fine. I know you got one that's a little bit more serious. Yeah, well, here's the serious part. I just want to, like I said, send our condolences on behalf, like I said, our, our MCF brother Steve Garza, whose father passed away. Um, you know, send our love and prayers for you, for you and your family, and like I said. So hopefully, hopefully, SAFC can win, win one for your dad. You know, we're we're with you in spirit, and you know, I guess with you know thoughts and prayers, and yeah, hopefully, we'll you know anything you need, just let us out, let us know, and also, um, like I said, Sunday's a big one. You know, it's the Super, it's our Super Bowl, and I know we're gonna have the crowd and this and that. Win or lose, like I said, you can't be more proud of this team and what what this team has done this year, and. And there's there's really nobody can take away what, what what's been accomplished, but the icing on the cake is really winning. It will be the sweetest, pretty much the, the sweetest one of them all, and and that's and that's what I'm looking for. And I've kind of seen the weather reports, the omens are so like, is it going to be like 2014? Are we going to be able? Me and Harry be able to rush into the crowd and <laughs> rush us from the, the dog from the field. <laughs> We, we may have to start. We've kind of scouted this. We may have to start whoa, on the bunker whoa, whoa, side. Whoa. Because yeah, on our side, there are dogs, extra level of security. Yeah. And, and I'll, we, I'll we admit, my, my 40 speed is not the quickest as it used to be. Not that it was ever quick. <laughs> <laughs> and my jumping skills is about two inches, maybe three. So I'm a good day. We'll, we'll, encourage some of the younger fans. <laughs> we'll encourage some of the younger fans to run first so they can get caught and then we'll go sneak Yes, yes. <laughs> you got to bait them. Run, run, run. They get arrested. Yeah, get send the bait out. And... But, it, but in all seriousness, I know it's something right. that we did with the Scorpions. It's something that we all want to do. But don't don't do something stupid that gets you landed behind bars or more importantly, stupid, gets yeah. you suspended from going back to Toyota field in sure. the future. Respect the security. Um, you know, if there's other people that go and then get out there, you know, Hey, it went, went, once the dam's broke, but don't be the guy that, that that's ended up in cuffs and, and, you know, talking to security after the match uh, along those lines. So please, there's, um, and get bad for please, life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, please don't be like the, those people to throw stuff on the field. Yes, I don't we're know not, if you know. We're not LAFC know, fans. Yeah, I don't know if, if Robert noticed, but there were some cups thrown at uh, Colorado Springs uh, goalie, and he got hit. He actually got hit, and uh, he started throwing chuck the the cups back at us. So just please don't be that person to throw stuff on the field. We're we're classier. We give Southern hospitality. Just please don't. Yeah. And the war reports of the P chant. Please don't use the P chant. Um, it's I know the supporter group doesn't endorse it. I know us and one fourteen doesn't endorse it. Um, there's going to be a lot of fans that will be coming to this match that don't normally come to this match. So 
if you hear somebody saying it, you know, try to give them a warning first saying, hey, you know, we can't do it. And if they keep doing it, then that's where you alert security. I believe SAFC has a, a number that you can text or call or along those lines, reach out to if, if it gets to that far. But um, let's let's put on a good show for San Antonio. Just say Chorro. That's it. So we're two hours in. Um, do want to thank uh, John. Uh, like I said here, uh, at, you know, you can follow him at, at Handsome John H um, on Twitter, YouTube, and and I do know Spotify, uh, Apple had the the twenty four hour Purple People podcast here. Um, purple people. You know, purple people. It was it was fun. You know, they, they've got uh, you know uh, uh, a great group of of hosts. Last week was with Matt and. Uh, um, or pardon me, last week was with uh, uh, Glenn and Hope, and Matt and Glenn were, were original. So um, just go out and support them and, and support other others here. Uh, be nice to people. Um, and like I said here, just have fun. Experience this. We've, uh, you know, I've been following, you know, San Antonio soccer since it started, what, 20, 2012. 2012. This is the second final in 10 years. So we are, you know, I hate to say it, it, it's been a good run. We've had some quality teams. We've had some bad teams. Yeah. Um, but cherish these moments, uh, you know, especially if you've got young kids. Um, I know I'm taking AJ and, and some of his friends who play soccer just because I think it's one of those, hopefully it's one of those special nights that he'll always remember uh, for that here. And he's already talked to me about uh, storming the pitch as well. Um, I was like, well, slow your roll here, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> play the game first. <laughs> So, but uh, he's part of the bait. He's the bait. Said <laughs> 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 AJ, and I'm like Harry running out the back end. <laughs> Dude, I will Let's say the play security the game guard first. that they Let's had. Play the, the game first. The security guard that they had in front of us last week. Um, let's put it this way. The rock would have had a problem getting by him. He, the dude, the dude was, the dude, dude was stacked here, but I can take him. Yeah. After a couple of beers. <laughs> I'm not scared of him. But, you can talk about it. Yeah, it's like it's scared. <laughs> but we will have a show next week, uh, and then we'll probably have a sh- next week, maybe two shows uh, for it here with, with the duo podcast uh, with Pearl SAFC, and then of course we'll obviously want to break down the game, no matter what the result is. Um, we'll depend on the result here on how quick we come back. Uh, if it's a victorious one, obviously, uh, probably probably minutes, pretty early after. <laughs> Let's go. We we could that would be an interesting uh, one to do is God, to, to have that in, instant reaction. Damn lick yeah. of it. I'll do it. <laughs> now now we'd have to put probably the uh explicit uh, on that for sure. uh, on no, that no, no, label no. here, but I think it would be kind of cool to do, but Thank you for If it happens, in. we still have to play the game. Good lord. All right. No, anyway. Don't no, talk we're, about it. Don't talk about it. We're 2 hours in. We've already won, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, no, we, ganamos. Good night.